Tonight on the Fanatic Forum, we welcome back author John Cosper, but we're not talking wrestling this time. Things may get a little spooky, but maybe we'll talk a little bit of wrestling. Plus, we've got a whole bunch of comics to talk about and other cool things like that. But first, we got to talk about this. Everybody, happy Friday and welcome to the Fanatic Forum. I'm your fanatic and host, George Bueller. Uh, we got a fun one for you today here. Of course, we got all kinds of good comics to talk about, plus, you know, some other little news, fun things here and there. But we get to welcome on our friend John Cosper back on the show here. But maybe this time we're not doing wrestling biographies. Uh, maybe we're talking something a little more spooky. So, because, you know, John is a man of many talents and, you know, apparently he does more than just wrestling books. We'll find out more about that here in a bit. So, hope everybody's having a good week, though, and you all had a very good holiday as well. So, or, or maybe you're celebrating today or you know, you, whatever time you get to celebrate with family is a good time there. So, hope you all have a good one there. Uh, of course, you know, we've got, you know, it's Black Friday. There's all kinds of good sales on there. So, uh, and more importantly, tomorrow is Small Business Saturday. Uh, so, definitely go out there and support all your local businesses and your local comic shops out there. Speaking of, since I have to work for a comic book store here, Clobbering Comics has got all kinds of sales going on uh, all weekend. So check out their social media there. So uh, lots of good deals there, especially if you're trying to get some stuff in the back stock. So, yeah, of course, I've personally curated that back stock myself and, you know, make sure everything's nice and orderly for you all here. <laughs> so, all right. So enough of all that stuff here. We got a friend to bring on here. So once again, like I said, the man of many talents, writer, author, uh, many, many things here in his man's uh, you know, wheelhouse here. John Cosper, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, George, good to see you, man. Good to see you, sir. All right. So, yeah, like I said, we've got, uh, you know, you've got lots of books here going on here. Of course, not just wrestling biographies. You've, uh, you know, delved into action, sci-fi, but you've got quite the, uh, the horror stuff going on here. Yeah, so. you, which is really weird because uh, you know people talk about oh, I was a monster kid. I grew up in Stephen King. I didn't grow up on any of that stuff. I was a big chicken. Um, my 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 main thing with with horror growing up until Blair Witch, which which is is still one of my favorites, was it was it was the basically the movies you see on Mystery Science Theater with or without the commentary. That was kind of my wheelhouse and everything, and uh, oh, yeah. certainly does spill over to to a lot of the horror that I write. There's there's always a lot of humor involved. So. That's cool, yeah, and, and that's true, definitely. I've, I've read uh, the first two in the Dead Park series, uh, so yeah, and there's definitely you know those are zombie books, but uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of horror in there, and things or not, a lot of humor in there. So, uh, of course, yeah, I, I just love the first one, just basically inside of uh, an abandoned mall. Yeah, 
Yeah. All this other yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff here. But yeah, so of course, yeah, like I said, we've got you know kinds of books to talk about. So, uh, but uh, lots of other fun geeky stuff. Uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special just dropped on Disney Plus today. No spoilers. So, no spoilers. I'm watching it as soon as oh, this yeah, is no. over. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It, um, I, I no spoilers whatsoever. But um, it's it's only just 45 minutes in length, so it's actually okay. it's kind of it's uh, it goes by fast, uh, but yeah. it is wonderful. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all kinds of stuff. Cause they, uh, what else? The uh, HBO Max has got the uh, uh, Christmas Story the sequel, uh, the Christmas Story Christmas. They've got yeah, that I haven't seen one. that one either. I've been watching Wednesday on Netflix, and that's that's been a ton of fun to watch. So yeah, yeah, everybody's been saying good things about mm -hmm. that one. So and uh, I'm waiting next weekend because Netflix is probably gonna have Bullet Train, the Brad Pitt movie. So oh, yeah. that's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah, oh, enjoyed nice. that yeah, one. I didn't get to see that one in theaters. I missed it. So but uh, yeah, my son and I went and caught it. Probably the last week it was in theater. Just just spur of the moment went and saw it. And we we it was a blast. We loved it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, did you get to see Black Panther two yet? I haven't seen that one yet. No, no. It's worth seeing. Uh, it, it, of course, it's a it's a you know long movie. Uh, it doesn't feel what a hair. Yeah, but, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there, but uh, uh, it's a bit of an emotional movie because you know, of course, it's oh yeah, yeah. You know, we're, you know, there's a lot of you know funeral, a lot of uh, mourning going on. Uh, so yeah, uh, so it, like I said, it, it gets a bit emotional in some places there. But yeah, it's 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 solid movie. Really interesting, kind of the. Uh, some precedence it sets for some future things in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. It seems like phase four has been about setting a lot of things up. And uh, the thing yeah. I've enjoyed most is is Valentina showing up and, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I just, I, I love everything she's doing with that character. So I know, yeah. She, she's she's going to be a thorn mm -hmm. uh, in, in a lot of sides <laughs> in the near future. And it's so funny to kind of, you know, almost reinvent Valentina. Because, of course, you know, you know, classic Marvel people know her as, you know, kind of almost like Nick Fury's girlfriend uh, with S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. And then later on kind of getting reinvented in the 80s is basically being uh, a traitor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she she's had a rocky history. And so to kind of just the do, way that with her in the MCU, it's like we're, we're, she's not a super spy anymore. She's just, you know, maybe a government stooge or something. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so oh, we got a comment here already. Here, Dave Manley saying hello. Oh, hey, where'd he go? Said, Good evening, fanatics. Good oh, evening, you, sir. All right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's yeah, the, the uh, Black Panthers, like I said, very much worth seeing. Um, and then, yeah, the Guardian specials, it puts yeah, a warm I can't place. Wait. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, got some comics I want to show off here first, and then we will definitely uh, talk about all of your new books coming out here. So. Uh, but yeah, some fun reads this week here, and uh, one definitely I think will very much interest you. So, uh, but a couple of new number ones here. Uh, a new Doctor Strange miniseries is coming out here, uh, and this is done by artist Trad Moore. So it's oh, going to be a, a very psychedelic. This is the wraparound cover too. So I'll show this yeah. up here. So, yeah, uh, there's a, a few variant covers uh, here, uh, but this is. Uh, like I said, just a four-issue mini-series here. It doesn't take place in any certain continuity. So if you don't read Doctor Strange currently, you can just jump right into this. But uh, very psychedelic, uh, almost poetic uh, with some of the script here. So very cool stuff here. So the mm -hmm. uh, the art on the front cover is very much the art you see inside. <coughs> so, yeah, I, I, for Doctor Strange fans, or if you just like just, you know, wonderful art weirdness here, uh, yeah, highly recommend that one. Uh, Star Wars fans get a big double shot this week here. 
because we have Ooh, very nice yeah the yeah. first issue of yoda here now i'm not sure if yoda's just has a series <coughs> or if this is going to be a regular ongoing here but this is awesome uh we kind of get glimpses into yoda's past and you know different adventures he was in you know from time to time so yeah this is this is the makings of a fun book here so uh, the other thing here is this is Star Wars Revelations. Uh, this is basically a um, kind of a, a portal of things to come, so to speak, for the future of Star Wars universe. Because <coughs> uh, we are talking a little bit about the kind of the third part to the War of the Bounty Hunters trilogy that just started up called The Hidden Empire, but also like what's going on in the regular Star Wars book, Vader, Dr. Aphra, you know, so on and so forth. So it kind of gives you this preview of everything that's going on uh, and kind of, you know, coming up in the next, uh, you know, uh, next year or so or whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I read, read some of the Dr. Aphra series when, when that one came out and read a little of her and the, the Darth Vader. And the, the characters, her, her and, and the characters around her are all just a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. lo love the homicidal droids and and, and the same same black Kirsten show up in uh, in Boba Fett was pretty awesome. So I don't know, yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice almost waiting for her to show up somewhere because it's like it's just a matter of time. You know, that, she's, you know, she's yeah, a, yeah, she's 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 a character, right? Right, with so be, be something different, but but still connected, and it's something that the the, the diehards will connect with immediately, and I think could find a wider audience as well. Oh yeah, of course. You know, the the thing that's been fun too is seeing a lot of Clone Wars characters. You know, pop up and like you know the you know Cad Bane showing up in real life, and we mm -hmm. know that you know Ron mm -hmm. is supposedly going to be in the uh, Ahsoka Tana uh, show coming yeah. up soon. Yeah, so that was uh, after the after the uh, Boba Fett showing up in in Mandalorian. My second favorite moment in anything was was where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> yeah, we just we just dropped we just dropped a name. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So as Dave's saying he likes the uh, Doctor Strange cover as well. Yeah, Trad Moore has definitely got a very unique art style, uh, and uh, his wife Heather, I uh, guess, do the coloring as well. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful book. So mm. reminds me a little of Tim Sale, some of his stuff. Just just kind of what I just saw there, and, and uh, he he was always my favorite. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Rest in peace, Tim. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. A couple more cool ones here. Uh, for Avengers fans here, uh, this is, of course, going right into the upcoming Avengers Assemble uh, event. And uh, this has been kind of a nice payoff if you've been reading the Avengers forever, uh, because this has been following Robbie Reyes, who's kind of transitioning to a new level of Ghost Rider called the All Rider, where literally he can grasp any vehicle, anything that moves, he can command it, whatever else. And this also helps him traverse throughout the multiverse and in their recruitment efforts to basically take down uh, the Doctor Doom and his uh, Masters of Evil that he's collected throughout the multiverse. That's also kind of being fronted by Mephisto. So there's lots mm. of stuff going on here. But yeah, for Ghost Rider <laughs> fans, Robbie Reyes fans, this is a really cool book. Uh, and uh, yeah, so... Lots of uh, big things in store for that young character. Uh, let's see some independent books here. Um, I'd say this is a, this is a tough one here, but issue three hundred. Yeah, W. And this is awesome because <clears throat> another wraparound. Yeah, nice. Have every Joe, every Cobra ever. And I mean, there's characters like like newly invented from the comics. There's characters from like 
here's the October guard up mm -hmm. here at the top. And like, even there's, there's, there's a clown who only appeared yeah. in the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. So just see yeah. Sergeant Slaughter in there as well. So yeah, yeah all Slaughter's in there too. Yeah. <clears throat> right there's... in the middle. Yeah, hard to miss him. So, yeah. Torpedo. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, you can just go through and just see which ones you can name. Whatnot. But mm -hmm. uh, this is the final issue uh, for IDW um, and may or may not be the final issue for Larry Hama, who, of course, came back mm -hmm. to the book years ago. Oh, Larry Hama. Well, that's yeah. You're talking my favorite uh, comic creator right there just because just he yeah. created all the G.I. Joes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, <laughs> IDW is very upfront saying this is their final issue for their imprint. And they've you know, enjoyed having... You know, the fans here enjoyed having the imprint, you know, having G.I. Joe as a property and enjoyed having Larry on the book. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly enough, though, uh, we know the image uh, is getting the G.I. Joe license once again. They've had it before. They, they mm -hmm. did a great job with it before, so looking forward to seeing it again. Uh, but the interesting thing, though, is that um, this book ends on a cliffhanger. Hmm. Of course. So, <laughs> That's the thing, though, is that when Larry ended his run with Marvel, initially, it was a definitive end. Like this is the you know we're, we're saluting here. You know, GI Joe's not gone, but we're you know we're here doing that. No, he ends this on a cliffhanger, so it kind of makes me think that maybe Larry's going to come over to Image and keep the book going over there. So I don't know, but he's the master, you know. And if he wants to end, you know, it, it, it may, maybe just be like the end of Twin Peaks and, and leaving everybody hanging at the end of season two. So. Yeah, I know. So I would love to see Larry. I mean, he's he's not retiring anytime soon. He is GI Joe. He is GI Joe. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Others <laughs> are trying to it, but the best always mm -hmm. comes from Larry. Yeah. So uh, Dave's coming. Says he thinks he sees Waldo yep. in the chair. <laughs> That's Zardin no, dressed as Waldo. And actually, he probably saw Lifeline. So because okay. Lifeline was okay. like Waldo, yeah. you know, he's all in this red. Is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. So, and the toboggan. Yep. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Oh, let's see here. Uh, a couple from Image here. Uh, this is for fans of like oh, like uh, samurai stuff here. Hitomi has been an awesome book. This is the second issue here. Uh, this is a classic revenge story. A young girl, uh, her parents and village were killed by samurais. Uh, and the interesting thing is that the samurai is an African-American who was, you know, basically kind of running the whole you know group that came in and raided the village. And so she has vowed revenge on here, grew up learning the ways of the samurai, uh, was the end of the first issue was in a life or death situation and was saved by a black samurai. So, yeah. So now issue two is kind of dealing with that sort of complication in her whole plan. <laughs> so, but yeah, just very, just, you know, very just cool art here. Just beautiful stuff yeah, here. So it's nice. Yeah, so it just anybody who likes you know like you know samurai stuff, revenge stories, whatever else, yeah, good stuff here. Uh, next one here from Image, issue six of Eight Billion Genies. Hmm. Uh, I've been championing this book from the beginning. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, the concept is that everyone in the world gets their own personal genie, and everybody gets <laughs> one wish. Hmm. Interesting. So, first issue basically deals with essentially. <laughs> this event happening and what happens within the first eight seconds of everybody getting a genie and you get, you go whatever you want. So yeah, it's kind of funny because 
the, they start off with like, here's the population of the world. Here's the population of genies. And then the first eight seconds happens and we lose 2 mil billion people. Yeah. In, in eight seconds, because <laughs> if you're making wishes and I don't know what's going on here, but yeah. it's like, okay. So, so each issue kind of like keeps furthering the timeline. So basically now we're dealing with the first eight years uh, since the, the genies first appeared with everybody. And so of course we're dealing with, you know, a group of characters kind of going through with, you know, some of them have made their wishes. Some of them have it. They're kind of dealing with the world now and that's multitude of changes because basically that's a cool concept. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really fun. <clears throat> Ryan Brown's art is amazing. Uh, and uh, within the first two issues released, uh, Amazon picked it up for a series. So, oh, okay. um, Expect that to come in the yeah. near future. It's a which, cool enough idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the nice yeah. thing is that a series can even like broaden because the, the series, the comic series is only going to be eight issues. So we got two issues left uh, before mm -hmm. it's over. But the nice thing is, is that, you know, a TV series can kind of like broaden some of the relationships and make it go a little bit longer than just the actual eight issues. So, yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of potential kind of getting further. But yeah, uh, just such a good book. Mm, yeah. Uh, a new issue here, a new uh, brand new book here from Boom Entertainment, which uh, Boom has been killing it uh, with a lot of like horror books, with having the Power Rangers franchise, uh, just lots of good stuff coming out of here. So this is Jason Aaron, of course, you know, well-known writer for Thor, currently on the Avengers. Uh, and this is a post-apocalyptic book, Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. Uh, we meet a young girl who's been traversing through the apocalypse. We don't know exactly what happened, but there's a lot of flooding that's going on. Uh, the sun doesn't really shine and there's all these like weird mutant monsters everywhere too. So <laughs> lots of things to go through. A little everything. A little everything. Yeah. Of, yeah. A lot of everything. <laughs> uh, and so basically a young lady called fault, you know, gets upon a kind of like fortress sort of house thing. And the person inside ends up rescuing her. And it's basically a young man about her same age and they decide to kind of now, you know, traverse this world together, so to speak. Uh, she being extremely experienced in what's going on, and he's never actually been outside. So this should be fun. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and there, there's a funny scene, too, where he uh, uh, gets, let's see here, I uh, find it. Uh, he gets a little overprepared uh, in his uh, journey to the outer world here. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, <laughs> see an example right here where he's got this giant backpack on here full no. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so but anyway, so I was you know really enjoyed it. It's got you know it's you know got a lot of humor in there, a lot of other stuff here. So yeah, lots of fun. Uh, and last but not least, and this is the book that I think you would really uh, appreciate being a uh, a fellow fan here. But oh, wow. this was Believe just that. released this week. The Illustrated Al. Uh, basically, this is the songs of Weird Al Yankovic, interpreted by a multitude of artists. I've been here, hearing so. about this for a while. Yeah. Oh wow. That's yeah. Crazy. This, is, this is trigger happy. Uh, let's see. Here we turn to another one here. Oh, this is uh, since you've been gone. Mm -hmm. So let's see here. Yeah. Uh, Albuquerque's in here. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there uh, you go. Everything you knew was wrong. Um, let's see, Dare to be Stupid, 
Yes, yeah, you're gonna be out there to be stupid right here in the front. Oh, beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just I mean the, the list goes on and on, but each song has a different artist, or a lot of times you'll get like these, you know, little drawings here or paintings here or whatnot that mm -hmm. also represent like the bigger hits or the right, parody. Right. So they don't so what actually they don't do is cover the parodies in those are just like just the paintings there. So you see, like, you mm -hmm. know, fat and Eden, mm -hmm. you know, Amish Paradise right here. Uh, but yeah, uh, there are lots of alternate covers for us. Uh, Mike and Laura Allred do a great cover. Um, so yeah, lots of the various covers in your comic shop, uh, especially if you order them, uh, will have access to which ones are available. And so, of course, that's in also regular bookstores, but yeah, it's for any weird yeah, alpha. Yeah. Um, I was say you and I so. saw each other at the Weird Al show, and it was it was the the really ridiculously ill advised vanity tour, and it's basically yeah. highlighting all the songs in between the parodies that uh, you know yeah. I, I know you had to appreciate as much as I did. My oh. kids were hearing a lot of those songs for the very first time, and Albuquerque just blew them away. I mean that was that was one of the greatest concert closers I ever heard. So. Oh my god! Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, that, that's, that's one of my all time favorite Al songs. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, there was, you know, one of his uh, parodies that is kind of a lesser known one, but always one of my favorites is uh, King of Suede, which is a parody of the uh, police's King of Pain. So mm -hmm. love that song, too. But he doesn't perform that one live as uh, often. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, I got to hear uh, Melanie. That was one of my all time favorites. And, uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> my kids were pulling for Christmas at Ground Zero and they were rather traumatized by the night Santa went crazy. So. <laughs> Yeah. Personally, I like that one. I mean, Christmas at Ground Zero is a classic, but I like the Night Sandwich well, crazy. I, I, do I do too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also in the book. Mm, yeah. Excellent. So, excellent. Yeah. So I just, yeah, that was, I mean, and, uh, I took my nephew. That was his first concert. Mm. Uh, he's a Weird Al fan, but he's, you know, of course, not as deep. So that was kind of like, you know, I had to explain him, like, all right, look, most of these songs, that they're going to be playing tonight are not the hits. It's some of this, you know, more original stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was surprised with actually him doing like the smooth jazz dare to be stupid, which that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dave saying there's a great podcast called the weird algorithm covering a song every week in order of release. Oh, okay. I'm okay. I'm adding that to my podcast list now. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know this. He had a great episode with Gilbert Gottfried at one time too, which was uh, which was great, and it was fun listening to Al keeping it clean, even though Gilbert was trying to to taunt him into into going you know going blue, which it was Al won't do, but uh, um, it was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, yes, I'm gonna have to check this out definitely. I did not every now and then I'll get you know I'll find out like somebody's got a podcast I'm like oh you know because I I'm a big fan of The Office, and of course there's like. Uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey mm -hmm. have the All yep. Ladies podcast. Yep. So, oh, yeah, so I binge that one. And then, of course, Conan. Uh, of course, Jim Cornette has got two podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, Fly on uh, the Wall with uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade is really good, too. It's a, it's ooh, a deep dive oh, yeah, for SNL fans. Yeah. Ooh, um, I bet that would be. Yeah, 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 lots of fun. Yeah, most mostly mostly talking about themselves with their guests, but uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of great. I mean, they, they've had they've had Jim Downey, Al Franken, Lauren Michaels, uh, a lot of cast members. They've had some. Uh, they had Paul McCartney. Um, so they have they've had musical hosts, musical guests as well as cast members and, and past hosts and everything. So um, just just so much ground to explore. I mean, forty, you know, are almost at fifty years now on that show. So. Nope. Yeah, crazy to think about. yeah. 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 Somebody posted too. I, I just shared it on Facebook last night. Um, it was from, I think in 91, 92, 
but it was they start out with Susan Day was a host, so they they they're doing the Partridge Family. You got Dana Carvey, oh, yeah, and David yeah. Spade, Siobhan Fallon, and and Julia Sweeney, and then Chris Farley's over here as their manager, and then yeah. Melanie Hutzel comes on as Jan Brady, and it ends up with a battle of the bands with you know Beth Cahill and Victoria Jackson. Kevin yep. Nealon, Adam Sandler, and Rob Schneider coming in as the Brady Bunch and having a battle of the bands. It's, it's one of the greatest sketches I've ever seen. It was just so oh, funny. Yeah, it, it was. I remember that one too. And yeah, I, I did see one kind of floating around. So, yeah, do you still watch the show? Uh, I, I catch it every now and then. I actually haven't caught any of it this season. Um, every now and then they, they still pull out something that's just like that. That's an all time cla- instant classic right there. I'm trying to think. There was one last season that really got me. <clears throat> that was so good. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, every Halloween, of course, we watch David Pumpkins because <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. well <coughs> bizarro. David Pumpkins popped up this Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I remember so. what it was. It was the one with Billie Eilish and Kate McKinnon, the 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 commercial for the hotel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one yeah. was that one was pretty epic. So <laughs> yeah, uh the new cast members, they uh there's let's see that we got like four, I think, new cast members. But, four, yeah, yeah. Um they're they're starting off hot. Uh, there's one uh, there's like a couple of guys like there there's uh, one dude he shows up in like Weekend Update a lot. He's really funny and one's more all of all the sketches. Uh, there's one girl um, can't remember her name. I, I'm terrible with the names until they kind of like get in for about a year or so. But uh, there's one new uh, cast member. She is like the second coming of Melissa McCarthy, except like nice. if you add in a little more Chris Farley into her. <laughs> Uh, she is hilarious. I'm like, dude, please stay on because like they're gonna keep you're gonna keep growing and your fan base can start growing and catching on to what you're doing. And it's like, yeah, you're gonna be hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, but a lot of the other cast members who've stuck on are some of like the newer, like Bowen Yang, who's of course like only been on for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dude's just been killing it from the beginning. So yeah, yeah, he 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 caught, he caught on pretty quick. So I, I think my favorite thing is watching him do Yao Ming. <laughs> With the extended arms and everything, it just <laughs> it, it cracks me up. Yeah, uh, the the bit he did uh, uh, on uh, Weekend Update where he was the iceberg that the Titanic ran yep. into. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's mm, that's that's good yeah. stuff. Very naturally uh, funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we go any further, let me take a short break here for our sponsor, Comic Books for Kids. And we get back here. We got some books to talk about here. We got to plug your stuff here. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, right back. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit CB4K.org. All right, we are back here with John Cosper here. And we've got a lot of books to talk about here because, of course, you know we've had you on before talking about your wrestling mm-hmm. books here in different biographies. But you've got other things that you write aside from wrestling books here. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, like I said, you've done you know you've done some action, you've done you know some sci-fi, uh, you've done children's books. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I love Clive the Zombie. Clive the Zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Clive the Zombie puppet. Uh, I'll, I'll give his background story. So I was doing 
<clears throat> I was making short films for a long while. Um, got married, started having kids, and didn't want to be spending a lot of time running around with actors when my wife's taking care of babies at home. So mm -hmm. I moved into making movies with puppets. And I was picking up, there was a particular style of puppet that a company called Puppet Productions used to make. And I'm looking for different puppets similar to that. And I find this Clive the Zombie puppet that, that a comedian up in, in Chicago had created and put up on eBay. And uh, he, he actually fit with the style of the puppets I was looking with. So I started kind of kicking around. What are some ideas? If I got a zombie puppet, spent the money on this zombie puppet, what kind of things? And, and so I started writing some things. The auction actually didn't sell. I contacted him. We made a deal and I bought the puppet. And, and uh, yeah, they're all up on, on Dead Park, deadparkbooks.com, which is my fiction site, and, uh, or also on my YouTube channel. Uh, but if you, if you just start, go to YouTube and search for Clive the Zombie, you'll, you'll, you'll find him. Yeah, like I said, here's your uh, website here, deadparkbooks.com. Yep. Yeah, because there's there's a tab over there for like little movies and whatnot. Yeah, mm -hmm. Clive's right there. So, yep, yep. Uh, anywho, but uh, so of course, here, you know, like I said, you have Dead Park Books. You got your logo mm -hmm. up here for you. So, I didn't plug our faces out here. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. there we go. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, of course, you can visit there and you know get access to uh, all the books you've got through your imprint, not just the horror stuff there, but uh, mm -hmm. of course you've got you know, like I said, you know several other genres here. But we're here to talk about some spooky books here first. Here, so uh, you've got a couple of new releases here. First off, we've got the Girl Most Likely to Kill You. Yeah, this is so more. Tell us what the Say it's, it's a little more. It's it's more thriller than it is horror. But um, and actually, mm -hmm. the, the 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 new releases, the the two that just came out and the third one coming, these are all. Um, these are all older stories I've had sitting around actually in screenplay format for years and years. Um, you know, my earlier aspirations was I wanted to be a screenwriter and, um, mm -hmm. they've been sitting in mothballs for, they've all been sitting in mothballs for at least a decade since the last time I touched them. But last fall I went back and, and pulled out three of them. This, this being one of them. Uh, and the basic premise is, you know, it's a guy who, you know, on, on prom night, he went with his best friend. He was going to tell her that night that he was in love with it. She vanishes, disappears. So 20 years later, she shows back up, you know, just mysteriously shows back up in his life and everything's all great and everything. But his students are like, dude, we think there's something up with your girlfriend. We think she might be the world's most notorious assassin. Um, know. You know, and, you know, the morning after he, you know, he meets her, you know, his car blows up mysteriously. People are cornering him in the bathroom, threatening to murder him. Uh, there are people chasing him with guns and everything. And of course, she's just playing it all up. No, 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 no. I, I was a secretary working overseas for the, the State Department. But uh, uh, there's definitely something up with that. So more, more, of, a, more of a thriller, romantic, uh, you know, certainly, certainly comedy type uh, story. But uh, one that uh, one that's gotten some raves from everybody who's read it. Um, actually, reconnected with with a high school friend of mine who absolutely loved it um and uh oddly enough that wasn't sure this one you know had anything other than a one-off but actually last night kind of came up with an idea for a sequel so people need to read this one so i can justify writing a second one because i've got another oh, great story to tell with this universe yeah that sounds funny yeah kind of you know, for me like the the premise kind of felt like a vibe it was like like mr and mrs smith meets mystery date you know or something like those lines. yeah yeah oh mystery date's one of my favorite movies too i, I love that one so yeah <laughs> classic yeah, yeah yeah but yeah definitely you know there's something you know it, it was it was a lot of fun so um actually oh, yeah, actually so somewhat somewhat inspired by by a friend of mine who uh uh, she, she worked, she worked for the military and she did something secret and she was fluent in lots of foreign languages and it was all very illicit. My friends and I are like, yeah, either she's killing people or she's telling people who to go kill. So, so. <laughs> 
Uh, John Pike is on here saying howdy. Good to see you, sir. Hey, folks, uh, since we're a part of the Back of the Cereal Box Network here, i got to plug my friends here because mm -hmm. tomorrow morning, Back of the Cereal Box celebrates two years on the air in 100 awesome. episodes in the same episode. So that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, and maybe I'll be getting up in early in the morning and showing up for a little bit, too. So, there you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, next book, of the course, this one's already out too, uh, and I love the concept of this one here: Zombies <laughs> of Oz. Yeah, the this was what, this was this was a throwaway that I put up on Facebook. I had this idea, and and you know, I've got the I think I've got the post say it was like, hey, you know, it, you know, we talk about the Kentucky independent film community, which is wonderful, and <clears throat> I just posted this thing. It's like, all right, here's the premise. So you know, Dorothy's a juvenile delinquent. Scarecrow is a crazy redneck with a gun. Uh, you got a cyborg and you got a shell shock soldier dealing with a zombie apocalypse and you call it zombies of Oz. And somebody got on and said, Hey, if you write it, I'll make it. Well, it's, it's a lot easier to say it than do it. It's, it's difficult to mount a movie. And uh, those are some of the set pieces that I created, but you know, again, this one sat around in mothballs for a long time and I finally pulled it back out. And, um, this is, this is definitely, you know, it's uh, for, for, you know, for those who like zombies, who like a lot of action, uh, a lot of craziness, it was a lot of fun. The reason she's a redhead on the cover is actually Ronnie Jonah, um, the former WWE, not w, OVW wrestler turned uh, indie film star, uh, recently watched her. She, she's going to kill me, I'm gonna, but I did recently watch her in, in Shark Exorcist. Um, but <laughs> she was originally, she was the one that we were talking with to play Dorothy. So I left her a redhead in, in honor of Ronnie. Ronnie's always been great to me and, and has always pitched in when I've got little film projects of my own so but yeah this is a this is a, a, a ton of fun just just complete bonkers check check your brain at the front page it's just you're just gonna have a wild ride yeah i like it yeah and this this particular dorothy is not from kansas she's from the uh, mean streets of detroit she is yes yes she is <laughs> so she has been sent to kansas because nobody back home can handle her they're hoping that aunt Tim and uh and uncle henry can can talk some sense into her you know and you know as as we meet her she's ending the career of a potential five-star football recruit you know there's this poor kid trying to hit on her and she she basically just you know i mean he's probably gets killed by the zombies you know early on in the apocalypse anyway but he might have had a better chance if she had maimed him so Oh, and of course, like I said earlier, both these books are available at mm -hmm. deadparkbooks.com. Yes, so buy, buy them. And there are many other books to choose from aside from these two. Uh, but uh, the next thing, of course, we got to talk about, you've got some up and coming stuff here. And mm -hmm. this one's my personal favorite because uh, you've had the Dead Park series starting with, uh, was it uh, uh, Dead Park Plaza? And Dead then Plaza. Shops yeah. at, the, the, the shops at Dead Park. Yeah. Uh, and then coming uh, next month, we've mm -hmm. got. Dead Park, Park Records. Records. Yep, this is so. a, and this is a th this this one as well started out as a screenplay and it was a completely separate story. Again, well, Dead Park didn't exist till you know two years ago when when I got the idea to take these three. You know, I had three stories about basically you know horror stories that take place in a modern office building. And yeah. uh, that led to to Dead Park Plaza, and, and basically, you know, the, the, there's this place called Dead. It's, it's, the locals call it Dead Park. It's actually called Lead Park. It's, it used to be a munitions plant for the military. <clears throat> they bulldozed it. They built an office building. They built a shopping mall. They built a neighborhood, and uh, and strange things go on in the office building. And it turns out in the sequel, strange things go on at the mall as well. So this um this one evolved into a, a basically it's a Dead Park Plaza story. There is a record company based at Dead Park, um, okay. and uh, the story 
takes place far away from Dead Park, actually, and uh, involves a young man who is an aspiring musician. He's pushing that age of 30, and the young guys in his band kick him out because they want to go a different direction. Um, he's losing hope that his dreams ever kind of come true. Um, his buddy, the local promoter, calls him in, says, hey, I got a big act in town this week, and uh, they, they need somebody to, to handle the writer agreement. Um, now, for those who are not familiar with it, the writer agreement is the second contract you have to sign when you when you bring an artist into town. It tells you Jennifer Lopez has to have all white carpeting, all white walls, all white furniture. It tells you what alcohol Guns N' Roses needs backstage, what vegetarian diets the monkeys ate, and, and so forth and so on and everything. Yeah, um, but, the brown M and M's. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great story. Which you know, that's I love telling. I love, that's a deep dive for another day with the, the brown M and M's. But um, a friend of mine once told me that, that there is another side to the writer agreement and that there's often unspoken things that somebody has to go get. You know, we're talking drugs, we're talking hookers, we're talking that kind of stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> which led to the idea where, you know, the guy comes in, he talks to the executive who happens to be from Dead Park Records and tells him, I understand that you're an artist. I can give you a recording deal. I don't need to hear your demo. All I need you to do is take this gun, take this photograph, go to this address and kill this girl. Oh my god. So it's a kind of a kind of a Faustian type thing. You go and you murder this girl and we'll give you a record contract. And you know, mm-hmm. uh of course Dead Park is involved. There's there's some other little subplots and everything. And you know, there there might there might be some monsters appearing here and there. Uh and uh as it turns out, this guy's offered this deal to about every other artist in town. So uh, everybody is out trying to murder this girl, and nobody's really quite sure why. So, um, but it does, it, yeah, it does tie in with with uh, with actually the first two books and and some stories, and um, and actually this one kind of sets up some stories that'll be coming in the fourth book uh, next year, which will be Dead Park Estates. We have to dive in the neighborhood, right? So there of we go. Of course, yeah, yep. I mean, that's yep. the other part of it. So, oh, that's awesome. I, yeah, I, I look forward to that one because yeah, like so that's been a, that's been a fun series. I mean. I've been a Resident Evil fan since the word go. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives you a little bit of that vibe. There's a lot of humor, you know, in there as well. Uh, and also kind of what's the uh, Dead Rising uh, game series. Like the first one takes place in the mall and whatnot. But mm-hmm. basically you see there's like a, you know, a conspiracy behind the zombies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, and there, there's a crunch on the media and your, your character's a photographer. So, yeah, it... it for fans of like a lot of the survival horror, but you like a little bit, of, you know, levity in it as well. Yeah, it's all those kinds of job. It's got a little of everything too. I mean, the first book there's there's vampires and there's you know there's uh, whether there's the one office that goes completely tribal and the the Lord of the Flies type parody. There's there's a little mm-hmm. bit of occult cannibalism going on. Second book, uh, there's some uh, cameos by cryptids. Actually, cryptids become more involved in in in, in later books as well. Particularly Dead Park Estates. There's there's a big payoff with that. Um, oh. There's there's the killer puppet at the mall. There's a killer doll coming down the road. Um, there's just all kinds of strange things. So, and actually, there's going to be a connection too in the fourth book to to, to one of my other books as well. So, um, but just, it, it's just just been a lot. It's just kind of a big sandbox to play in, and, and it keeps growing. I, I really thought it was going to be three books. It's it's now looking like five or six down the road. So, um, <laughs> it's my sandbox. I, I'm, I'm having fun playing with it, and you know, and and uh, the folks that have come along for the ride, I you know, uh, certainly I'm, I'm glad they're enjoying it. So. Yeah, that's good. And of course, I mean, that's, that's got to be a lot of stuff to juggle. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got the world down and, you know, what things are, but, you know, of course, you know, getting all the characters, getting other connections, 
making references to past things there. That's that's got to be a lot of organization going on. Not really. No, it's got I'll kind of flying by the seat of my pants. But uh, I don't have any kind of there's there's no Bible to the whole thing. I'm I'm not okay. very good at that. But you know, I mean, I wrote comedy for years, and comedy is about making connections. And um, <coughs> excuse me. Like I said, what happens at the end of this book actually dovetails in and ties right back into a story from the first book. And it created <clears throat> what happens there actually created a whole new story to tell mm-hmm. tying back into the first book that completely came out of nowhere and completely surprised me. And things things continue to kind of crop up. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, I can make this connection here, this connection here. Um, and there, there's still some things I'm, I'm trying to piece together. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck's going on there, the same as everybody else. But uh, starting to get a clearer picture of that. So. Cool. I, I look forward to all that. So, yeah, of course, you know, you check out deadparkbooks.com. Uh, find, you know, all of you know, the, the new releases here, Girl Most Likely to Kill You, Zombies of Oz, and all your other books there, and the previous Dead Park uh, series books. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, Dead Park Records coming next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so... Lots of stuff. Yeah, I'd say support some local, support indie artists. Uh, if you go to my website and shop, you can use the coupon code uh, Black Friday and save twenty percent through next Tuesday. Um, and I got the same coupon code going over on Eat Sleep Russell as well, Black Friday. Um, or if you go tomorrow and Saturday, use coupon code Small, you can save twenty five percent. So support small Smart businesses. Man. Yep. Actually, and you know, on, speaking of small business, my buddy Andre uh, on here, so saying sounds awesome. So hopefully, he's talking about all your books there. <laughs> Andre, yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, yeah, you, your eatsleepwrestle.com. That's where we talk about all your other wrestling uh, books up there. And so, and you've got some stuff coming up uh, in the near future. Anything we can uh, talk about, or anything you can leak out here? Dean Hill, Dean Hill, the voice of OVW, the voice of the Louisville Gardens. Um, yeah, it's uh, see you at ringside. My life in ro- rocking, rolling, and wrestling. Um, you know, it's a it's a great memoir. Um, it it kind of came about. Dean, Dean kind of jokingly put a post up. Hey, maybe you can write my story one day. And I emailed him. I said I would love to write your story. Um, he's not a, he's not an easy guy to work with, and I, I don't say that because he's an easy easy great guy to get along with. But he's so mm-hmm. humble, it's hard to get him to brag on himself. Uh, this guy was a hero <laughs> cop with the Louisville Police Department. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of folks in the Louisville area who grew up going to Jefferson County Public Schools, they remember Street Heat, uh, the band, the anti-drug band that, that he was in for a number of years. Uh, you probably saw him working, you know, security at the Louisville Gardens. He has incredible stories about Prince, about Ray Charles, about uh, the Rolling Stones and uh, right. Frank Sinatra, Aerosmith. Um, met all of these guys. Uh, what's funny is he's got a couple of things at home. He's got framed, you know, all of these uh, um you know, backstage all access passes he had to all the concerts. You know what the one is he points to? Loves to point exactly. to and make sure you see it. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh you know I mean he's just got a lot, a lot of great cats. Yeah. 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 So he's he's got a lot of great so and of course we you know, there, there's some wrestling stories as well and you know he'll admit you know he's he wasn't involved you know in a lot of the training a lot of backs he came in he did his job and he left but um you know he he had he had some angles that he worked there was uh, wrestling Jesse Goddard's in the bunny suits uh, he worked the Moon Dogs with Memphis there was the incident the night they shaved his mustache and we 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 cover all that stuff and oh, um just 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 a lot of great funny anecdotes and stuff you know and <clears throat> was it Rip Rogers told me. Uh, not too long ago it was like yeah ovw is like we had the world's tallest announcer and we had the world's largest manager in kenny bolins like, we did everything backwards at ovw <laughs> you know it worked they, they they created a generation of legends at ovw too so yeah they sure did um, yeah. yeah and 
in uh, the shortest owner because uh, yeah, Danny Davis uh, mm-hmm. is, 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 is is I don't want I don't want to bash on the guy, but he, he's he's shorter than I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't toy with him. He's old school and he'll he'll twist you in knots. So same. With oh yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll stretch me for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, those 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 guys from those guys from Jackson, Tennessee, man, you got to watch out for them. So. Yeah. So, of course, yeah, you guys, you know, lots of other stuff coming up there. Uh, of course, you've got, you know, your biographies now, your Madman Pondo biography uh, has been out for a little bit now. Uh, the updated Bluegrass Brawlers, uh, the uh, the anniversary edition. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So just yep. go to John's website. Buy a lot of books because. There you go. You know, yep. So, <laughs> I'm giving you a discount code. Yeah. Like I said, if you use small this weekend on Eat Sleep Wrestle, you get 25% off. And if you use Black Friday on either one of the websites, it'll get you 20% off. And that's, that's good through the end of the month. There you go, man. So, yeah. So, all kinds of good things going on here. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think what else uh, geek stuff going on here. Yeah, of course, I know you're a Star Wars fan. Have you been watching Andor? I have been watching Andor. Yeah. I've enjoyed Andor. Yeah, I have to. I, I have not watched the finale yet, uh, so I need to. Excellent, excellent payoff to the series. It was really good. I, I need to go back and watch it again. But uh, yeah, I loved Andor. Um, I loved Obi Wan when it was on. Uh, I oh, loved okay. She Hulk. She Hulk was a ton of fun. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was just, actually I was just talking to uh, some ladies about She Hulk today at the shop, and uh, uh, yeah, they were you know of course yeah, they're like, oh is, is it fairly accurate to the show to you know how it is in the books like oh yeah. Yeah, said, yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the nice thing, but it's the unfortunate thing that she was basically talking about a lot of women's issues and women in the workplace issues because she's a professional and all that sort of stuff like that. And unfortunately, very little has changed from mm-hmm. today because no, we're yeah. still talking about those issues. Yeah. But then, like, you know, the other commentary and the fourth wall breaking and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's all her. It was so much fun, yeah. And I, I thought Tatiana Maslany, she's she's phenomenal. She was a great pick to play that part, and um, yeah. every bit of the, the episode with Wong and, and the girl from I can't remember the character's name. That was just uh, with a Y, but not where you think it is. I can't remember her name. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh, uh, she Madison. was funny. Madison, Madison. that's yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and people people wanting to, her to get her own show. Her and Wongers. We just we just need a little bit of her. Yeah, she doesn't need her own show, but we, whenever we get Wong, we need a minute or two of her. They're they're besties now, so <laughs> yeah. I think so we, we, Madison may pop up later. Yeah, here, so. yeah. uh, oh, Andre's got a joke for us here, yeah. saying spoiler alert: Andor died in Rogue. Oh my gosh! No, I can't watch Rogue. Man. What the heck? Yeah, you know. Next thing I, you're going to tell me is that there's going to be a sequel coming up to Rogue One. Yeah. Right. Right. Picking up right, right where the right where it left off. So if I went plugged in and charging my laptop, I'd take you over and show you my Rogue One shelf. It's a, uh, I probably got more Rogue One than than any other Star Wars movie. So, but uh, oh, nice! Just, oh my gosh, it was such a great movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I'm I'm glad to kind of I've been fascinated with this, uh, you know, whole world and time period of you know right right is basically kind of the birth of the rebellion and right before we literally go into the original Star Wars. Uh, and so, yeah, I love the dating, like, you know, five years before the Battle of uh, 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 Yavin 5 or Yavin mm-hmm. 4 or something like that. So, Yavin 4. Yeah. Yavin 4, yeah. I think. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I love you know, how we're dating that sort of thing like that. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, we know we're going to get a second season of Andor. We were mm-hmm. initially not expecting that because we're thinking, like, oh, a 12 you know, episode series. That's quite long and they're hour long episodes like okay we're getting a lot of stuff here but no we get a second season of this stuff here, mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah i'm ready for it 
Yeah, I know. And then, of course, we know we got more Mandalorian coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, lots of other. Because um, I know they're starting to talk a little bit more about the Acolyte coming up, which the word is still mum about what exactly that show is. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah, uh, Andre saying, uh, we're not going to kill you on this one. Uh, Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. Built on- <clears throat> no, certainly I- not going to kill you on that opinion. I, I put it up there. At- it's-, it's my third favorite. So it's just, it's just I, 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 would, I would I would go as far as it's my second. I'm still in yeah. uh, Empire stole my first favorite, but yeah, mm-hmm. Rogue One shot up there real yeah, quick. Yeah. And I'll give you a controversial opinion. I have to I would put I would put Jedi at four and I would put solo up there at five. I love solo. So but what do I know? I still I love Attack of the Clones. I loved Attack of the Clones when it came out and I still love it. So you know yeah. Solo is one I've kind of had to revisit a couple of times and the more I see it, I'm like okay I'm just gonna have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So you know, don't you know, try not to take it too much as canon. It's kind of more along the lines of like, okay, you know, we want to put in all these little things for the fans, but we have to like, okay, he has to get the ship and he has to meet Chewie, and then uh, we have to, you know, we realize the ship doesn't look the same as it does in the other movies, so we have to make it look like it does here, mm-hmm. and then we got to do the race, and then all that. So we had all the points up there, but yeah, it's still it, I, it was a great, it was a great high story, and it's you know, I I, I love the film noir genre, and and Amelia Clark, you could have ripped her out of that and put her in Maltese Falcon or any of those old. I mean, she was the ultimate yeah. femme fatale in space. Uh, Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian. That was just inspired. Come on, yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want more Lando with with Donald Glover. So uh, I'm getting I'm getting Donald Glover in the Community movie. I can't wait. So, <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, I think what the solo movie actually did accomplish, though, is kind of bringing back the Crimson Dawn, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course they've kind of come into the comics where now basically the Crimson Dawn are operating in the time between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. in the comics and where they're essentially they're trying to overthrow the emperor mm-hmm. so and yeah. lady yeah. kira she, she returns there's, 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 there's more kira story to tell so and, and and i would love to see her come back and tell it because she was great yeah yeah andre is saying that it was a great oceans 11 in space it so, was yeah. it was you know it's funny i met uh i met timothy zahn at uh at phantom fest in louisville a number of years ago it was right before oh, his nice. book scoundrels came out and he had a little postcard about it and i saw it I was like, is that your next book? And he just lit up like a kid. He's like, you want to hear the pitch? It's like, it's Star Wars meets Ocean's Eleven with Han and Lando and Chewie. And, and it was. It was a great book, too. So for, for me, it was kind of like that book, you know, the, the oh. you know the closest we'll get to that book actually being made into a movie. So um, but, cool. uh, that was one of the cool things about, about meeting him was, was you know, he, he's a geek like us. He loves Star Wars like, like us. Uh, he yeah. created Thrawn. He created Mara Jade. Um, I remember the guys who were doing the, uh, was it Star Wars in 30 minutes or less or 60 minutes or less mm-hmm. um, over at the Bardstown. They were performing that at Phantom Fest, and he went and watched it twice. Um, oh, just because he was a fan to support him. So, and they were thrilled. Timothy Zahn's in here watching the, mo- watching the show with us. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. So, yeah, of course, he yeah, had lots of, you know, we got, you know, we're kind of at the end of our uh, Marvel rope for the year because uh, Black Panther, uh, mm-hmm. Wakanda Forever, marked the cinematic end for the uh, MCU uh, for Phase Four, and then the Guardians Christmas special was released today. That's kind of like the last stuff for the Disney Plus mm-hmm. stuff. So we gotta wait till I know Ant Man's in February. I don't know when our first series is though for next year. I think so. uh, I think Guardians is in May. Uh, yeah, Guardians three. In May. Yeah. Um, not sure what else. Yeah. Dead, Deadpool's Fall of 2024, I think. I don't know. I, I'm yeah, 24, yeah, yeah. 
and we get Hugh Jackman in it. So <laughs> it's just going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I was, you know, convinced that, oh, well, when we get to the uh, the Avengers Secret Wars, you know, we're dealing with a lot of multiversal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, that would be awesome. And we'll see Hugh Jackman one more time as Wolverine. No, no, Deadpool's entrance into the MCU, yeah. he's bringing Jack with him. I'm like, yeah. It's like he, 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 Ryan Reynolds is playing with Disney money now, so it's like, Hugh, you want to do it one more time? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so hey, you know, it, it was <clears throat> going to happen. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we get to see it. So, I mean, think of all think of all the great, you know, not not just in comic books and movies and stuff, but the great matchups that we never got to see that never, you know, people talk about, you know, the the Hogan Flair in their prime or something like that in the wrestling world. You know, I mean, we, we yeah. get Hugh Jackman and we get Ryan Reynolds together as his Wolverine <laughs> and Deadpool. So. Uh, it's a dream come true right there. So, yeah, and of course, you, you know, if you, if you know that they're, you know, friends in real life, mm-hmm. so they're always, you know, trolling each other and making little comments and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's going to be yep. an entertaining movie. It's so, yeah, we got that one. But yeah, so I like to, I got to gotta look at my MCU uh, calendar for next year because I know I think I think we'll get like four movies next year. We'll get like a bunch of movies and even more on the series. I know Ironheart, uh, who we meet in Black mm-hmm. Panther 2. She's got a series coming up next year, and uh, I think the uh, the X Men '97 animated series next year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's picking back up. The only one I didn't get into was 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 the Ms. Marvel. The Ms. Marvel didn't really click with me. Um, it just felt a little bit little more more kiddie or something like that. Other other than that, I mean, I've enjoyed all the Marvel series. Um, I need to go back and watch Hawkeye again. I mean, Hawkeye to me was kind of had a little Deadpool in it with the Christmas vibe, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is a, good, a, a it's, lot it's of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, Rogers Marvel, musical bits. Ms. Marvel was enjoyable. Um, it, it, it is definitely for a uh, younger adult audience, mm-hmm. but it's still like it's very kind of bright. You know, it, it's a nice kind of contrast to some of the darker stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more yeah. brighter yeah. theories. Um, uh, of course, you know, the the girl that plays Kamala Khan, uh, she's fantastic. Uh, and of course, if you're a fan of Captain Marvel, it does kind of lead you into the Marvels. That's one of the mm-hmm. other movies for next year. That's coming so, out next year. Yeah, there you go. There's one. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the so you know the the series does kind of lead you into how she's going to factor into that movie. Uh, so, yeah, you know, so you get a little bit of stuff there. Um, so, like I said, it, it's a fun series. I I, mm-hmm. I I recommend checking it out. Uh, but yeah, if you know if you're one to like, oh, it's you know going to be too you know much for you know older guy. Yeah, I've watched my wife. We enjoy it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's actually it, it's nice if you want to get like a more authentic look into uh, the life of a Pakistani American, or mm-hmm. actually yeah. people who actually are still living in Pakistan, and then a little bit of uh, their history as well. So you know, it's a nice look into that, and uh, from coming from a, a more authentic place, kind of like how Moon Knight handled you know Egypt and Egyptology. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that was a good series too. That was uh, mm-hmm. I watched that first episode four or five times, going, "What the heck is going on here?" But uh, that was uh, Oscar Isaac needs to get some Emmy buzz on that. My gosh, he was great. Just great. <sighs> yeah, I know. It, and that that was fun for Moon Knight fans because you kind of got a little bit of everything. Uh, because some of the depending on who's writing Moon Knight, because when they first introduce him, he's just a superhero guy in a white suit with some a lot of Egypt, you know, gimmick mm-hmm. going on. And then as the series, each you know, different iteration has progressed, different writers have certainly explored more of the personas. Because originally it was just kind of like, okay, those are just like different parts he plays, you know, to you know, put on different disguises, kind of like how Bruce Wayne would put on his, you know, cab driver disguise. 
And then they kind of like dug further. It was like, no, those are actually personas of his own psyche. And they kind of got mm-hmm. into what they originally called multiple personality disorder. Now, disassociative identity disorder. Right, right. Um, but so they kind of initially started getting to that in the eight, later in the 80s. And then you get into kind of the Jeff Lemire run, which the show very heavily borrowed from. Basically, the whole point where he's like in the hospital and you're playing with what's real, what isn't. And then we go into the underworld, you know, the Egyptian underworld sort of mm-hmm. thing like that. That's all from the Lemire run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in checking that out, uh, yeah, he, they, that's been picked up in trades and whatnot. So you just look up Moon Knight and Jeff Lemire and there you go. Um, the uh, the Mr. Knight, uh, the, the look comes from uh, Warren Ellis's brief run. Uh, he did only about six issues, but he gave us, you know, a very uh, dapper dressed Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, they, they kind of stuck him with that, uh, the Steven persona, like just kind of give him his own suit to kind of fit the character. But usually in the comics, he wears that when he wants to appear intimidating, but not like he's actually there to like beat your face in more of kind of like, you know, maybe he's, you know, taking a guest and they're coming to him with a problem or he has to, you know, uh, approach someone in an intimidating way or something like that, but still have to show a bit of formality. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a new thing he's doing now. So, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But, but the, 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 to repurpose it the way they did for the show, I thought was fun too. So it, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, it, Moon Knight can get to be a bit of a twisty uh, uh, mm. a book. You let it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a twisty series. Like I said, I watched that first episode a couple of times. Like I don't know what's going on. This is fun, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great series. Yeah, I love it. So Andre saying that uh, Moon Knight was awesome. Uh, we got Blade coming. Of course, we got a couple of years mm, for that one. Yep. Uh, we need Ghost Rider mm. and Rise of the Midnight Suns. So yeah, I know. I'm I'm hoping that the Blade movie does kind of get more into. We got a nice little taste with the werewolf by night. Uh, Disney oh, Plus that was good. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was good. That, that, <laughs> a nice little entry there into the more monster verse stuff. Uh, Blade, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be a much deeper dive into that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole lot of great monster characters. We've seen Ghost Rider in other iterations, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, we we can get back to basics a little bit more, a uh, little less Nicolas Cage craziness and more just like <laughs> you know. Just let's get to the character itself because Johnny Blaze deserves better. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are lots of other good you know monster characters within the MCU. So that's mm-hmm. yeah. so a lots of good fun stuff to take care of, Sarah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see what's next. I know we've got you know uh, this is you know going to be the kind of the, the multiversal saga for the movies and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we're we're kind of in the rebuilding stage, and now I think with Ant Man things are going to start getting weird. So and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's sit back and enjoy the ride and quit asking when are the mutants going to come around. So they'll they'll, they'll they're coming around. <laughs> yeah, from what we've seen in some iterations, they're already here. So yeah, I, I won't spoil too much more for you there, but right, right. we'll we'll leave that dangling participle there for you. <laughs> uh, well, man, it's been good having you on here as always. I'm very happy to have you on. Hey, it's it's always good to catch up with you, George. Uh, you too, sir. And of course, uh, you definitely got to check out Dead Park Books. Uh, of course, let me get up. Let me get the banners up here. I got, I got, I got a lot of. Uh, I'm my own producer over here. <laughs> uh, DeadParkBooks.com is where we can find the books uh, uh, we were talking about earlier. Let's see, bring this up here. Girl Most Likely to Kill You, uh, Zombies of Oz, which of course, you know, both those sound you know fun too. You know, Girl Most Likely to Kill You being more of a thriller. 
uh, where Zombies of Oz is definitely a zombie send-up of Wizard of Oz. And oh, absolutely. This, yep. not, not only is Dorothy not in Kansas, but, you know, Kansas isn't even you know, she's in Kansas, but she's not from Kansas anymore. So. Right, right. A much, a much, a much more uh, rough and tumble Dorothy here. And then coming next month here, Dead Park Records here in your uh, Dead Park series. So, part yeah, three. Oh, yep. Yeah, all sorts of good stuff here coming up here. So yeah, so check out Dead Park Books. Uh, you know, of course, you got Black Friday discounts on there, and mm-hmm. then EatSleepWrestle.com for all the wrestling biographies that John does as well. Which, if you're a wrestling fan. You got to check out. It's just some great history stuff there uh, about just certain areas, especially if you're a Louisville uh, resident or, you know, the Louisville area. You got a lot of Louisville wrestling history on there, but you've got uh, some, a lot of, you know, what we would see as maybe obscure characters, but some very important figures in the history of wrestling. So. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of historical biographies. I actually published uh, four books this past year from Mike Rogers. Who's the, he is the authority when it comes to Portland, Oregon wrestling. Uh, so, oh, if, yeah. so if you're in the Portland, Portland scene, come check those out. Um, Wahoo McDaniel, Madman Pondo, Chris Candido, uh, Tracy Smothers, Princess Victoria, a lot, a lot of great stuff. Yeah. And matter of fact, yeah, of course, I've been watching uh, Tales from the Territories and they had, mm-hmm. uh, was it last week with the Portland episode? Yep. Uh, yep. So, yeah, that's a that's a side of wrestling that I never actually, you know, saw in some of the territory mm-hmm. stuff. So that's, you know, not one they talk about very often. Of course, so many great people came out of the territory from mm-hmm. Portland, Oregon. But yeah, they, they got away with some really cool, weird and even more hardcore stuff before everybody was really doing hardcore stuff. Yeah, Vicky, uh, it was funny because uh, Vicky was on the show, um, Princess Victoria, yep. talking about it. And I saw a lot of people go, well, she was only there for a year. No, no, no. She grew up there. She went there. She was a teenager setting up chairs every week. Don yeah. Owen basically took her, took her into his house at one point just to keep her off streets and out of trouble. Not Don Owen, the <laughs> trainer, uh, Sandy Barr. Um, oh, yeah. You know, she, she she trained with those guys and, and she hung out with those guys. Uh, Buddy Rose made her the Battle Royal when she was, she was the second to last person. Uh, yeah. She's got great stories about him about Piper and all that. I knew when I, I didn't watch it, but I knew her episode had aired because all of a sudden people are buying Princess's books. So, um, oh, and she's, awesome. she's a great storyteller. I mean, she is. And uh, I actually yeah. had to meet her, meet her in person for the first time this year. She came to a girl fight show at Jeffersonville. Um, another one of those, like, like Tracy and Pondo, she's all about supporting the young generation. Every single girl there got her phone number or got her, got her Facebook connection or whatever. She gave everybody criticism and feedback who wanted it. Um, and just, just an awesome lady. So actually, she, I think she's booking now and she's down in Oklahoma now. She's booking for somebody. So, um, you know, yep, yep. Great lady. Yeah. And, and yeah, Princess Victoria has got such a great story when it comes to, you know, how she trained and learning to come up in wrestling, uh, surviving moolah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You want to, yeah, I, not, not a Mula fan, I'll tell you. She's she's not, but uh, and, and with good reason, Mula did not do her right. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of ladies in wrestling who say Mula, they say mm-hmm. Mula did not do them right, and they would they would be accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that, that again, go by just buy John's Princess Victoria biography. There, mm-hmm. there's yeah, I mean, even just even you know, I'm a wrestling fan, just you know, a woman in athletics at a time mm-hmm. where basically it was not really accepted and she found her way in and earned her way in and absolutely uh, yep yeah so, so great stories there so well man i'm gonna let you go here because uh, we're a little over the hour here so that's 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 good that's a good show that's good that's good <laughs> all right well you have yourself a good one sir and we will you see too. you next time on the forum we're gonna plug some more books for you here so <laughs>
<laughs> Take care. All right. And you all have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Uh, of course, we've got lots of good stuff we're going to talk about uh, next week. I'm sure we'll figure out what that's going to be. Uh, go out and see Black Panther 2 if you haven't done that yet. Uh, watch the Guardian special on Disney+. Plus. It is wonderful, uh, especially, uh, you know, of course, they do a lot of the Guardian stuff there. But, you know, maybe if you remember a certain holiday special that was never aired again, yeah, they, 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 there may be a little reference to that as well. But either way, lots of great holiday fun out there. Uh, go support small business tomorrow. Uh, forget all the Black Friday shopping. Go support small business, including Dead Park Books. So you guys have yourself a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time on the Fanatic Forum. Bye-bye.